if I send this demo unmixed version and they don't like it or they have some feedback and start, start talking about how the mix isn't good, then I'm going to be salty. So I'm not going to put myself in that position and risk missing out on an opportunity because I sent something that wasn't 100% finished. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's good, people? Welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing, music production, and music biz. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content. Shout out to the people in the stream so far. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do. And we're going to dig into this, this live Q&A, man. Um, <clears throat> man, so this week this week has been interesting. Um, yeah, like I was doing... I painted like my back wall. It was so random. Like I didn't plan on painting, um, not that wall. It's like, actually it's kind of the front wall for me. But yeah, it was just a some random thing. And then I was just like, I'm gonna just paint this joint. So then I, I ended up painting for the first half of this week, um, but it's all good. So I see per perfect vision LV in the building was good. Um, we got uh i don't even know i don't even know what i don't know what that says i don't know what that is but shout out to everybody man let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do let me know where you're stuck so i can help you get unstuck today i'm gonna be on here for like the next <clears throat> 45 minutes um to just chop it up share some game i see you don the don johnson from the bay area was good um so listen let's talk about let's talk about metadata and like the importance of it right um <clears throat> a lot of people shout out to anderson banks jr from los angeles a lot of people man they want to skip over this part because to be honest with you it is the most boring part of sync licensing getting your music placed in tv and film it's the metadata like it's the stuff you sit and type in a spreadsheet or it's the stuff you fill out in different forms depending on what company you're working with and it's just extremely boring but it's extremely necessary um and I, i'm gonna tell you why in a little bit big roa what's good from mobile alabama we got uh with dak j negus bully bars from reno what's good darius what's up from fort worth texas larry johnson from northwest florida i see you mr mariner phoenix or mariner phoenix arizona what's up shout out to phoenix i got fam in phoenix arizona arizona's cool super dry but it's cool um my brother i got a brother in arizona they don't do uh at least where he's at they don't do daylight savings like it threw me off because i was like bro i was like what time is it there and it was like different than the last time I asked him. I was like, I thought y'all was like three hours. He was just like, it depends on what time of the year. He's like, we don't do daylight savings. And yeah, I, like, I, I didn't know that. It was super weird. Um, Clarence Texada from Dallas, Texas. What's good? Alvin, what's up? <clears throat> Pie Face, London, UK. What's good? 
Um, facts, nosebleed dry. Like there is no humidity whatsoever. Um, same here. I graduated Bird City. My fan Willie North Pole dropped a freestyle yesterday. Shout out to Willie North Pole. Um, New York City in the building. I see you. So, yeah, man. Um, so let's talk about this metadata stuff and why it's important. So, if you don't know what metadata is, it's it's like a combination of different things, right? It's um, it's the title of the track. You know, titles, track titles are important. It's the composer info. It's the description of the track. That may be like a paragraph description. It may be keywords. Um, it's the moods. You know what I'm saying? Different keywords and, and moods and vibes of the track. We have to type all that stuff in. It's the BPM. Sometimes it's the, the key signature of the track. It's the genre of the track. All of this stuff makes up what we call metadata or metadata however you want to say it um it's important though because when you when you start working with when you get your first or when you get any music licensing deal say for example with a, a music library right nine times out of ten they're going to have you do this unless they do it themselves if they do it themselves like be super grateful because not everybody does it you usually have to do it yourself and it's time consuming but um they have you fill out this information because if you're working with a library when their clients come to their portal to license music or whatever or search for music that is how they're going to be able to find like your songs your music based on keywords so like no one is going to search no one's going to search like the name the name of your beat like no one knows you right so they're not going to search you know new beat january 19th 2022 version 5 like nobody's gonna search that they're gonna search um sad emotional hip-hop beat or you know happy upbeat party song or something like that they're gonna search like specific things specific themes vibes keywords that describe what they're looking for right because a lot of times when they're you know they're placing music in tv like they're looking for a specific vibe or feeling or emotion or you know things like that so that's why it's super important to make sure you take your time and use descriptive keywords that are going to describe exactly the mood that your song has and the genre that it's in um you know be able to kind of pinpoint the genre of music so when people are searching for those things your music has a higher chance of popping up in these searches or if the music library is sending your music off to to these companies um there's a higher chance of you know your music getting shortlisted and sent with that playlist so that's why it's super important man um you don't want to you don't want to skip that step because again if you if you skip on it skip out on it then you end up shooting yourself in the foot and missing out on you know more opportunities because people can't find your music um so make sure you uh you do that i include keywords and moods and things like that in my road to 10 placements course so you have everything you need um as far as that and you kind of know 
you know, you have like a sheet of some of the like top most common used keywords um, when it comes to filling out that metadata. So that's there as a resource. So let's dig into some questions, man. So Q&A, Jonathan Armstrong, his question is, what are your feelings about taxi? I did a video. I did a video on this. Um, shoot. It was like a year, a couple years ago. Taxi's cool. Like, I, I mean, I don't have anything against taxi. Um, I guess it depends on depends on where you are, what you want to get out of it. The road rally is super dope. I've, I've been there, went to the road rally. A lot of great information. Um, today, honestly, I feel like you can get a lot of information online without um without necessarily having to sign up and pay the fee and you know travel and go out there um but you know when when i got started you know just kind of digging into this whole space back in uh, it was like what 2007 eight something like that it wasn't a whole lot of information out there so there's a lot more out there um, than it is now also one thing to keep in mind is that um you know you kind of get because they offer critiques and stuff like when you send your music there's a set of ears listening to it they have to approve it before they pitch it or forward it to the actual music library so that's something to keep in mind you do get some feedback which can be helpful um so yeah man it, it is what it is like everybody finds value in different things they're looking for different things um, if taxi provides that for you, then, then go for it. If it doesn't, then don't. It is what it is. Are they legit? Absolutely. Um, I met the I met the owner, super cool dude. So yeah, that's my that's my take on taxi. <clears throat> I prefer to go directly to the to the libraries because you know that's just I'd rather do that because if if like because if if the person listening on taxis and if they say no. Or they don't feel like it's good enough. And that, usually they're pretty good. But if they don't feel like it's good enough, somebody like the, the library may have thought it was great. You know what I mean? Like I've had that happen in real life. Like I'll send it to one library. They're like, ah, it's not quite, you know, it's not there yet. And I send it to another library. Like This is wonderful. And it gets signed. So, yeah. <clears throat> Clarence says, I think direct to library is better. I feel you. I'm with taxi, foreign recommendations, no music license. Um, yeah, and then I know, I know um, somebody, somebody else who who took my course. Um, shout out to Casey. She um, she's been killing it with taxi. She's been getting forwards and um, to libraries and you know, library all of that stuff. Um, she's been killing it. So it just depends on what you you know the route you want to take. There's more than one way to get to the destination. Um. So yeah, no problem. Hope that helps. Uh, producing for thirty plus years, decided to jump in professionally. That's what's up, man. Building a steadily growing and loyal fan base. I guess the question is how to build a a steadily growing and loyal fan base. Um, man you got you got to stay in front of them like if you want if you want to steadily grow your following or your fan base then you have to steadily put out content because if you like 
if you release something every other three months like you know what i'm saying and then but you're expecting people to rock with you and new people to follow you every single day it's not gonna work that way so you have to find a way to put consistent content out in front of them in front of who you want your loyal fan base to be because it is probably not everybody um so figure out exactly <clears throat> the kind of fans you you want or based off the people who are already rocking with your music or whatever i don't know i don't know what you do exactly if you're a producer or artist but content is king if you're not consistently putting out content it's gonna be real hard for you to compete in this space in 2022 and beyond really <clears throat> and you got to give people a reason to want to follow you um you know some people hit me up like yo can you follow back and i'm like nah because like <clears throat> why i don't get any value from your page if you if you haven't posted since february of 2020 and then the last thing you did post was like a random picture of you like in the park <laughs> like you know what i mean so make sure you're giving your fans a reason to follow you and to regularly engage with you and care about what what you have to say or or the kind of music that you're putting out it's the biggest hack quote unquote that's a good question <clears throat> what are some direct to music libraries all like all music libraries are direct to like you can google search music libraries and you can just reach out to them like they'll have most of them have some type of submission email if they don't have a submission email you know they have a contact page where you can reach out ask them if they're accepting submissions um i have a music licensing directory in my store it's also in my road to 10 placements bundle um, if you need the link to that, it's in my bio or my description. Um, but yeah, there is, it's a lot of them. <clears throat> I have no clue what forward to library is. Um, so for, when I mentioned forward to library, I'm, I'm talking in regards to, um, taxis, the way that they're set up, right? So taxi will send you a brief, right? So you make music for the brief or you if you already have something, you submit it. So then when you submit it to Taxi, Taxi reviews it. Whoever they have like a team of people who listen, review, and then they just they decide if your music is good enough to forward or, you know, submit on your behalf to a music library. And then the music library at that point decides if they want to work with you and if they do then you start working with the library directly so that's what i mean when i said forward to a to a library <clears throat> that's a fact alvin one man's trash is another man's treasure for sure broadway blake what's good welcome back to the stream uh th music from rio brazil what's good shout out to everybody in brazil i'm working on my producing skills but i'm initially an artist that's what's up that's dope man i think like any artist who's you know working on production as well like i feel like you you add so much more value to yourself 
especially in the sync space like if you're an artist that can crank out and produce their own songs um that's powerful it's valuable <clears throat> what's the minimum number of beats content should one put out there monthly um it's up to you like whatever it is just just do it consistently um yeah do you need to label each track the exact instrument that's being used or can you leave it as it's labeled in your daw so this is this is a good question um because this kind of goes into the whole i guess organ organizational stuff so usually i do this a couple a couple different ways like so like when i'm in the production process i'm in logic pro doing my thing creating you know i'm not really thinking too much about the track names i just kind of pull up an instrument track um and then just kind of go from there but i named like specifically with omnisphere for whatever reason omnisphere like i will close a session open a session up i don't know if it's happened to me recently but it, it's happened it, it happens a few times but it's super random i'll open it up and then the sound that was in omnisphere there is just like no sound and i have to go back and find the sound again and it's happened to me before and i couldn't remember what sound i used so if it's an omnisphere like plug-in then i'll name it the exact omnisphere patch if i'm using like you know the patch from omnisphere just in case that happens and then i can find it but when i'm like bouncing final versions of stems and stuff out to to send to um you know music licensing companies and things like that i'll i don't necessarily name it exactly like the name of the the instrument i'll say you know synths or like strings drum drum and bass pianos only pianos main melody i name it stuff like that like i don't it doesn't have to be like the exact you know patch name or anything like that but at least something to give them a good idea of what the actual sound is and you should be good of course if they ask you to do something different than do that but usually that that gets the job done what's good marlon mcnichols welcome to the stream happy new year c von good to see you <coughs> xlo i'm trying to get better at metadata is there any pointers that you have to get better at that um i man i don't even think i don't know man like <laughs> train somebody else to do it like that's how you get better at metadata dude like it's so annoying man but it's so necessary like th like just the keywords man oh okay i'll give you a hack it's just this just popped in my head if you want to get some cool insight on keywords right when the next time you're watching a tv show or movie turn on closed captioning and what you'll notice is when music plays and it's like, you know, audible music and there's not like a lot of talking over it, they'll say like 
a very descriptive word music playing softly or something like that like it'll say melancholy music playing in the background or something like that when there's nobody talking so that could be like a, a cool little trick to kind of get some ideas on how they describe music i guess in, in tv and film if you're a producer and you've been pitching your music for TV and film and the music libraries and supervisors just keep telling you no, but you know your production is fire, it's probably because your structure is off. The structure is everything and it gives the editors everything they need to be able to place your music and give them the flexibility to place it where they want to place it and how they want to place it. So I've created the How to Structure Instrumentals for TV and Film video course where you're going to learn how to structure music for higher TV placement potential, how to produce music with effective standards slash button endings and how to produce engaging music that builds and keeps the listener interested you don't have to reinvent the wheel just use a structure that already works i'll show you how to do it go to clintproductions.com slash shop again that's clintproductions.com slash shop to get the how to structure instrumentals for tv and film and use the discount code podcast 20 so you can take 20 percent off that joint again it's clintproductions.com slash shop grab that course and let it help you today um but yeah man you know that using the key i i give you like the keyword sheet in the in my course but i don't think there's you know i don't think there's a way to necessarily get better at it you may you know once you're working with the company for so long you kind of know what they expect um, but then as soon as you work with a different company, they may want it a completely different way. So there's it's like no one systematic way to do metadata. They Some people want a Google sheet. Some people want an Excel sheet. Some people it's on their website. It's all over the place. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Which program do you use to attach metadata to song for? Oh yeah, well I just answered that. It's all over the place. Like sometimes it's it's as simple as iTunes. Other times it's it's just it's on the website or it's just on a, a spreadsheet. So yeah, architect Mr. J, keep educating. I love the TV and sync space. Your inspiration and keep killing it, Clint. Yo, I appreciate that, bro. Glad the info is helping. Yo, that's CC hack genius. Never would have thought. I, it's crazy, bro. Like, because my wife, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, she likes closed caption because she be getting lost sometimes or she can't, like, hear what they say, like, when they're talking low. So she'll turn on closed captioning. I hate, I hate closed caption because I don't like, like, I want to watch it. I don't want to watch words scrolling at the bottom of the screen. But then, like, I was looking, I'm like, yo, like, they're like describing the the music so yeah interesting <clears throat> so i thought it was pretty cool what other questions do we have shout out to new people in the stream man it's a live q a just answering questions, talking about music production, business, and licensing. If you haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe, and all that dope stuff. Um, let me see if I missed any. <clears throat> nah, I think we're good. 
one chess man what's up greetings from connecticut love the info thank you still looking at this march april um to to meet you definitely signing up soon that's what's up appreciate that um some panels i've heard recently mentioned it was okay to send demos unmixed versions to libraries but some have said to only send high quality and any thoughts yeah that's crazy yo i'm gonna always say send mixed mastered send the finished joint that's that's always gonna be my answer i don't understand the whole demo unmixed version like why like this is how i see it if i send that demo unmixed version and it's crazy because some people be saying that man and they'll be the same ones but oh, it's not quite where it needs to be so if i send this demo unmixed version and they don't like it or they have some feedback and start, start talking about how the mix isn't good then i'm gonna be salty so i'm not gonna put myself in that position and risk missing out on an opportunity because i sent something that wasn't a hundred percent finished because like what you have to understand is like everybody's not in your mind everybody can't hear or see your vision right for the track so in your mind like you know what the finished joint's gonna sound like you know like yo when i sit down i put put the mix on this joint it's gonna be crispy like everybody doesn't see that so i'm always gonna send the best mixed polished finished final product so that if they're in a, if they're in a situation where and this has happened to me where i sent some music and the soup was just like yo the music supervisor was like like yo like i'm actually working on some scenes now i'm gonna test this and see if it fits so if it wasn't finished like i was like oh well like hold on let that's not the finished version let me like go and finish it and then i'll bring it back like they don't want to do that they don't want to go back and forth so i'm gonna send you the finished joint that way if you're in the middle of something you're working in something working on something and you want to try and sync it then it's gonna be ready to go um so that's the way i see it i'll i'll never i'll never send something that's like unfinished and uh, the only time i would do that is if they were like if they were like yo i just need a rough idea like it's like it, it has to be like a big project where we're working on it personally and they're like yo i want to hear like a few rough ideas and then you know we'll pick one to go ahead and like finish completely or something like that i'll do something like that but that it has to be requested otherwise you're about to get the best version of it um so that's that's my take on that Shinmaya Shravastafa. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. I'd be trying, man. I like I'd be trying to pronounce um names from other regions and countries and continents just to I just be trying to test, you know, just trying to test my my uh you know, just trying to see if I can pronounce it the right way the first time, just so I can feel good. But um shout out to shin shinmaya from india what's good happy new year i wanted to ask if i can register with bmi being here in india there's only one pro here in india and it's not very well set up thoughts um 
So, pros slash performing rights organizations, usually they have, usually they all kind of communicate and talk to one another. So, for example, I'm with CSAC here in the States. Um, I don't have to be registered with, you know, all the other pros in other countries because there's agreements in place for those pros to collect on my behalf and then send it to CSAC and then CSAC sends it to me. So like when I look at my royalty statement, I'm getting royalties from like all these other countries from shows that's replaying, uh, re-airing and replaying shows and stuff. Um, so they kind of collect on my behalf without me having to be registered in, um, you know, New Zealand or the Netherlands and um, things like that, just other countries. So I don't um, you shouldn't have to register with BMI here. Um, if you <clears throat> if you sign with a music library here, like a, a library here in the States, usually they'll have some a different type of agreement or something for you to sign versus the standard you know u.s citizen agreement um and then in that that information you know they would kind of know how to you know how to register stuff register stuff on your behalf um or if you do need to register with bmi then they should be able to let you know if that's something that that they need um but usually you don't really have to worry too much about that so hopefully that helps. Um, what do you think about E-Mastered? I have, I don't know what it is, honestly. So I I don't have any thoughts on it. What is E-Mastered? Enlighten me, please. Pedro. Hope you're having a good day, man. I wanted to ask how you create such great space and separation in your mixes. Any particular plugins or techniques? Pedro is asking for the sauce, y'all. He wants the mixing sauce. All right, so. How do I create space in my mix? I use I use panning. I use EQ. So, let's let's talk about the panning. So, my panning technique and I'm gonna pretty much give y'all like the condensed version of my Urban Made Urban Mix and Made simple video course. This is like the super super fast condensed version. So, with panning, I pan everything except my my main keys main instruments and maybe another additional pad just depends um so that my main keys is center in the mix um my kick is center in the mix my bass is center in the mix usually my snare is center in the mix um maybe an additional pads or strings center in the mix it just it, it depends everything else is pan like either left right some some slightly hard um you know just different there's no like super duper strict technique um on panning but just moving it out of the way and taking advantage of the stereo feel like there's left and right and everything in between there should be no reason everything in your mix is like just sitting in the middle um because you can't hear there's no clarity right because everything is just like right here so i use panning to kind of put things in its own space so then once i have that then we start getting into reverb right um and you know you can use reverb to kind of 
push things back um or bring them you know less reverb is going to bring it more you know more kind of in your face i guess or um with it how do i explain this without sounding like it's it's further back i guess if that makes sense but um so i use reverb you know if i want something to kind of be in there but not like super upfront, um i'll do that or just volume just turning it down and then eq um everything that's not a bass or a kick gets rolled off the eq um so i roll the low end off you know anywhere from anywhere from like 50 to 80 um yeah 50 to 80 on the low end i'll just roll it off there's no need for it to be there that cleans up the low end on my mix so now the only thing that should be sitting on the low end is the kick and the bass or 808s um or like or maybe like some low strings or something like that so those are like those are like the three main things that i do to create space and, and clarity in my mix and if you want to see me go into detail on that um hit the link in the description download the uh urban mix and made simple course i break all of it down and I, and i give you the stem so you can mix along with me so you're mixing the same thing i'm mixing and then you'll see my screen and everything and i'll walk you through exactly how i do it so make sure you use the uh the discount code um for everybody on youtube there's a discount code in the description it'll take 50 percent off because y'all rocking with me today so it's in my store urban mix and made simple grab that joint let it help you and then when you learn like when you get crispy with the mix you can monetize that service and now you're able to make money um another stream of income in your production business so um super dope it's a master in program no i've never used it <clears throat> it's like lander i got you nah nah i've, ne I've never used it man i always just throw a uh do they charge you for it i'm assuming they charge but i always just throw like uh I, I use a real simple mastering chain on my master so i can get stuff out super quick because if i have to go in and make an edit like i don't want to have to go back and like keep paying every time i have to I have to make an edit on a tvq um to get it mastered again so i just master it myself <clears throat> sir knight what's good bro what's up clint almost ready getting my furniture hopefully next week super dope man i'm excited man i'm excited uh about to hop into some some producer mentorship so it's gonna be dope man looking forward to it keep me posted um and then we'll, we'll get started bro um john tindall what's up man how many tracks do you make a week the big question that everyone wants to know this week i made zero tracks I was painting a wall. Um, it varies, man. Like now, like now in my career, it's not like my focus isn't really on like I need to crank out 15 tracks this week. Um, it's really it's project based. Uh, for example, I just finished up. I just finished up like three different briefs um, with two different companies but that like working on those tracks was like over a span of of like a few weeks 
not including like the admin stuff that has to that has to happen afterwards um so it's like you know just making sure those projects are are solid and one of them one of them was like five uh five tracks the other one was like two um another one was like seven instrumentals so i was like working on all those over the like the last couple months so you know it just depends on what projects are going on what's priority um you know i may get pulled in on something that you know takes i knock out a track in a day like i, I may get a brief where it's like due tomorrow so i may like just start grinding and hustle that joint out and then knock that out and then get pulled into some other stuff that i have to take care of uh, with with my business you know the the other couple days of the week so um it really depends man um there's a lot there's a lot lot that's going on um just even outside of just the music creation because i'm creating i'm creating content you know with with brands and things like that as well so you know those things have their time during the week so yeah What's a good system that you use to create content, weekly content? Ooh, <clears throat> let's geek out about what time is it? Let's geek out about content. I'm going to give y'all, man, I don't even know if I should give y'all this. This is like, man, this is, this is, this is the formula. I'm not the only one that uses this formula, though. Gary Vee uses this formula. Russell Brunson uses this formula. Anybody that you see all the time on social media, nine times out of 10, they use this formula. Do y'all want to know what the formula is? Drop formula in the chat before I before I break this whole thing down. Drop formula in the chat if you want, if you want the formula. I may have to do, I wonder if I can connect my iPad. I may have to like draw it out. Let me see if I can connect it. <clears throat> Because visually, like, I feel like it's easier to see. My camera's blurry. I feel like it's easier to see um, visually. Let's see. I don't think I've ever, um, surely there has to be a way. Or maybe not. I don't think I have the, uh, oh, you know what? Do I have, let me see. Because if I'm going to break it down. I do have it. have a habit of of stemming my kick 808 snare as mono stems um oh i always do i always do stereo 
Producers, learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated. On top of that, you're missing out on an additional stream of income by not knowing how to mix for other artists and producers. Luckily for you, I created my Urban Mix in May simple video course where I show you how to balance 808s and kicks, how to create balance and spaces in your mix, how to properly balance volume, how to create clarity using EQ and panning techniques, and how to create drum mixes that punch through your mix. Plus, I'm going to give you a free frequency range guide, a look into my simple and effective mastering chain, as well as the downloadable stems to mix on your own as you go through the course. I'm also going to throw in an exclusive discount code for Waves plugins and bundles. So go ahead, go to clintproductions.com shop. That's clintproductions.com shop. So you can grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course. Be sure to use the discount code podcast20 to take 20% off today. Again, go to clintproductions.com slash shop and grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course today. For sure. All right. I see people on Instagram saying formula. formula. Everybody wants the formula. What's up, Felicia? April K, what's good? All right. For the, for the new people tuning in, I'm about to break down my content creation formula. So that you guys will have the sauce. Is this one? All right. <clears throat> so you guys will have the sauce. Let me see if it'll connect. To creating. content and a lot of it updated this uh, this app that I use to screen share for ecam this is why the chat is so dope because I be I get it's like built-in tech support <clears throat> I'm using a, a Sony a6600 for the for the camera all right, let me let me open up this app. Okay. Let's accept. I don't want a camera though. you gotta why you gotta act this way okay I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste time um fiddling with this I'll mess around with it on my own time in case I have to do any uh any further illustrations 
So let's get into the formula. I'm going to just talk it out. Maybe one day I'll draw up some, some fancy graphic um, so you guys can see it. So, okay, content, content creation. How do you create consistent content every single week? This is the formula. So you guys are on here live, right? You're with me, like in real time, in real life. Well, not maybe in real life, virtually. Um, but this is the main piece of content that is is going to get used for so many different things right so i sit on here for an hour and i do q a sometimes we have people on we talk this is creating content for my youtube channel right so now i have a video at least one video every week that's going up on youtube and that video gets monetized so now i'm generating um ad revenue from this video as well not to mention you know um if i if i have a sponsor sometimes uh i think a distro kid sponsored some some live streams um a couple or a few months ago um so that can be additional revenue as well so you have this this goes on youtube this is also my podcast episode so for people who are listening to podcasts right now um this has been recorded on youtube youtube live then it ends up on the podcast on next monday but it doesn't stop there so that's that's two places it gets used on the podcast and on youtube but then my podcast editor takes this episode chops it up chops a bunch of video clips up for instagram so now i have a handful of clips that i can post on instagram for next week so now i'm creating my instagram content i create what you can call it micro content from this bigger this bigger show right so that creates micro content if i want to take it to the another the next level and then that micro content can go on uh instagram TikTok, facebook those platforms linkedin um whatever it go on those different social media platforms um, and then if you want to take it to another level, if you have a blog, you can have someone transcribe certain parts or, you know, questions that were answered from this episode. You can have them transcribe it, throw it up on your blog. So now you have that. Um, so let's see. That's that's a YouTube video. That's a podcast episode. That's Instagram, TikTok and Facebook content um if you do the blog that's a blog and then if you want to go back and repurpose it again you can um you can create take the smaller clips that was created for the instagram and facebook and all that stuff and then upload those on youtube again as like more focused subjects on youtube which i'm about to drop a bunch of those this year and then monetize those so now you're getting ad revenue from this original one you're getting ad revenue from like however many smaller clips that you create from the big one and then it's just you just you end up with a lot of content if you if you do it that way so that's how that's how i do my content um i literally sit down for one hour in a week do this for one hour and i got content for like it at least the next week i can make it two weeks i can also create infographics and slides and stuff from stuff that i talked about on here um and throw that up 
and then I save this original video because then, you know, we don't clip all of it. So there's other parts that I can go back and then we can, you know, we can pull from that as well to create more content. So that's like pay attention to anybody who's like really posting content consistently and a lot of it and frequently and on multiple platforms. Nine times out of 10, that's the formula that they're using. Gary Vee uses it um russell brunson uses it so you think of this as your big show your main show and then you take that and then you repurpose it in different forms across other platforms and um you you don't get burnt out and, and exhausted trying to think of something to talk about every single day so yeah they don't treat everyone the same and give everyone the same opportunities on social media. Uh, let me see. The problem is the type of content you produce. Those uh, these days, YouTube censors truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, obviously your content has to be like dope, right? Like it has to help somebody. Like if it's not helping anybody, you're just like just talking about nothing. Then it probably, you know, won't be, a, a, you know, effective. But yeah man if if you're helping people you know exactly who you're talking to it'll be a lot easier for that to um to help you grow um and and get that that content and that message out um so abel says that's exactly the method i was going to use for my snowball snowball effect this year indeed man go for it What's an excellent microphone for both vocals and acoustic guitar for bedroom studio setup not too expensive Audio Technica, Audio Technica AT4040 or 2020. I have one of those, a great mic, used it for years, still have it, super dope. So yeah, um, so that's it, man. I'm gonna end the joint. I appreciate you guys coming through. Um, hopefully this information has helped you. Um, if you haven't already, please be sure to like, share and subscribe and hit the links in the description. Um, for the the things and courses and stuff that I mentioned and use the discount code so you don't have to pay full price today um, So I'm out man. Appreciate y'all and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace Thank you for listening to the music is my business podcast If you haven't already subscribed be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode if you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.